Star Wars 7x7 episode 1470 today. I want to talk to you about another moment in Solo, a Star Wars story that I particularly appreciated for the depth that it added to a certain character. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Riser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So I've celebrated this character once or twice already on the podcast. And, you know, I think the character deserves another mention here. And not just because, you know, I, A, like the character, and B, I might have been nicknamed occasionally after the character from time to time because of a certain quality about myself. But it would have to be Chewbacca again. And if you think about the original trilogy, and you think about, I mean, even Revenge of the Sith, and you think about The Force Awakens, well, Chewbacca's appearance in all of these, you really don't get a sense of Chewbacca as a whole character. I mean, yes, he is Han's sidekick, and yes, we know that he has a life debt to Han, at least from the movies. If you're only looking at it from the movie perspective, I know there's an additional depth to his character that, say, for example, we get from the holiday special, right? But you don't get much of a sense of Chewbacca as a person, as a unique individual. And I know I only mentioned the original trilogy and Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens, but The Last Jedi gets lumped in here, too, in that... None of those movies actually do anything to give you a sense of Chewbacca as a unique individual. And I really feel like that is one of Solo's great achievements as far as the character of Chewbacca goes. I mean, he is so much more of a richer character from a cinematic perspective, thanks to Solo, a Star Wars story. And, you know, I talk about the scene where Chewie earns his co-pilot's chair and just how incredible, beautifully, incredibly beautiful and touching that moment is. And the other scene that really jumped out at me in Solo, A Star Wars Story that cemented my thinking about Chewbacca has to be the scene just before they do their great train robbery, or at least their attempt at the great train robbery, where they're hanging out at the campfire and talking about what they're going to do with their earnings from the job. And this moment happens, and the audio is taken from, well, you know, uh, a movie theater. <laughs> and let's just leave it at that. But here's the scene where everybody's talking on the fire and Han has already talked about what he is going to do with his money. He's going back for a girl and whatever. And then Han actually decides to ask Chewbacca something. How about you? What are you going to do with your shirt? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What was he saying? He said the Borgies were enslaved by the Empire, taken off his sheep. He's searching for his, uh, I don't know if he said tribe or family. What's the difference? And that's the moment that we've talked about on the podcast before that leads into a callback later on where when they're on Kessel and they're trying to escape and the Wookiees that Chewie has helped out are trying to get Chewie to go with them. Like, come on, man, come on. And Chewie, you know, gives him the little, you know, forehead bump, but then stays with Han and Lando and the gang. And that's the difference between tribe and family, right? So 
Yeah, that moment is such a beautiful moment, and, you know, well-played Kasdans, you know, they know how to handle a screenplay and how to make it all weave together very well. But this moment where Chewie is talking about what he's going to do with his share of the earnings, the 10 seconds that he's talking, I think, do more for the character of Chewbacca than almost any other movie in the saga. I mean, I think the longest bit of dialogue we get from Chewbacca anywhere in any of the other movies is when he finds C-3PO and he's yelling at the Ugnaughts and that is probably more like just, you know, annoyed grunts and anger and I don't know, maybe there's something literate going on in what he's saying, like, you rotten so-and-sos or something like that. And then when he gets back to where Han and Leia are hanging out and Han asks him where he found him, you know, found him in a junk pile, you know, there's a little bit of stuff there, but, you know, there's not a lot. I think probably, ironically, actually, he gets a little bit more in Empire than anything else and, hey, it's a Kasdan movie, what do you know? So... I think the Kazdans are really doing Chewbacca's character a great service by letting him talk. And even 10 seconds of just unintelligible whatever Shriwook, if that's how you pronounce it, <laughs> here we go again, just giving him the opportunity to actually talk and even to do it without subtitles too, I thought was a fantastic thing to let Han translate it. And it turns out that he actually understands the Wookiee language pretty well. Maybe can't speak it, but can pretty well understand it. And I didn't get from their mud battle that he really understood a heck of a lot of the Wookiee language. I knew he could speak a little of it, but I didn't realize that he could understand a heck of a lot more. But apparently he can. And it's interesting, too, because right now I'm going through the Ray Carson novel Most Wanted with Scorekeeper Declan. And, you know, that's the bedtime reading right now. And he's had an encounter with a Wookiee, slight spoiler alert, not Chewbacca, in this novel. And he does not fully understand the Wookiee language at this point. Now, I got to check when in the timeline Most Wanted takes place compared to Solo, A Star Wars Story. But apparently there has to have been some learning curve in between the novel and when we see him in in with Chewbacca, which is actually at least three years, I guess. I don't know how he could have necessarily learned more about the Wookiee language in the three years that he's been with the Imperials. But hey, anything's possible, right? Slight suspension of disbelief. That's one of the magic keys to <laughs> enjoying movies as they are given to you. But that's the moment I wanted to share with you. Just my great appreciation for the Kazans and what they've done for the character of Chewbacca. He is, in my opinion, at least more of a fully rounded character thanks to Solo, A Star Wars Story, than to any other Star Wars film. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that, too. Let me know if you have the same opinion, if you think that, no, you already thought of him as a fully formed character in any of the other movies and what really did it for you at that point. I'd love to hear it. Drop me a comment wherever you're catching this podcast. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll do Last Jedi Trivia. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. 
So last time I asked you what would happen with the First Order fighters if Leia got all the resistance ships out of range of the Star Destroyers, and that was that the First Order fighters would fall back. And so the question for you today is what part of the ship, what part of the resistance ship, the Radis, does Kylo Ren blow up with his missiles? And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.